Hello, and welcome to Talkin' Tales, where we share stories about our animal companions, their unique personalities, their zany antics, and the heartbreak of saying goodbye. I'm your host, Paul Barnett. Welcome to the second episode of Talkin' Tales. Today I'm going to talk about three of my cats. If you'd like to share a story or stories about a special animal in your life, stay tuned for details on how to do that at the end of this episode. In the summer of 2008, a friend of mine asked if I'd be interested in taking his two cats. They had been given to him several months earlier, but he was not in a position to give them the care and attention they needed. I hadn't had a cat since my cat Cloudy adopted me after my father died in 1993, but that's a story for another day. If you've listened to episode one, you know that I had two ferrets at the time. I agreed to meet the cats. I went to his apartment, where the first cat greeted me almost immediately, making sure I saw his awesome orange striped tail. His name was Tigger. He was about five years old, and more of an alpha kitty. He was very friendly. A few minutes later, I was directed to look up on top of the refrigerator. That's where a handsome, solid black cat was relaxing and watching over the room. He was also about five years old, and his name was Jazz with one Z instead of two. Jazz and Tigger came as a pair. They had been together for their entire lives. They got along, but there was a bit of bad blood between them. Apparently, there was a female cat that Jazz had taken interest in, but Tigger, being Tigger, stepped in and stole her heart. I don't know what became of her, but Jazz and Tigger were still together and able to coexist. They looked after each other. It took only a minute for me to agree to take them. They were both affectionate and seemed to like me. I packed them in a carrier and drove home with them. As I only had the two ferrets at the time, and they were asleep in their cage, it wasn't an issue for me to let Jazz and Tigger roam the house freely and investigate their new home. They made themselves comfortable immediately. My first memory of them in my house was them sitting on the couch in my den and Jazz groomed Tigger licking the back of his neck. It was clear that they were comfortable with each other and that this was going to work out. Over the ensuing days and weeks, they learned every inch of the house and found their favorite spots to relax during the day, such as an oversized chair that got late morning sun and was perfect for Jazz to stretch out and nap in. While I know that many people don't recommend allowing ferrets and other animals to interact, given how gentle both Jazz and Tigger were, I decided to see how they would react when the ferrets were out playing. I watched closely. I don't think either of them had ever seen a ferret before. They were fascinated. They sat and watched them, at first from a distance, but then got closer to them. The ferrets were of course curious about the cats, too. No one was ever aggressive. In fact, within the first few days, my youngest ferret, Zoe, walked up to Jazz and they looked at each other face to face and just sat there a few inches from each other. Jazz had been declawed years ago, and so there was no fear of him injuring Zoe with his claws. He never even as much as swiped at her. In fact, he seemed to like her, and a friendship formed. Over the coming weeks and months, as the ferrets were out playing, the cats would allow the ferrets to come up to them and hang out with them. If Jazz or Tigger really wanted to nap uninterrupted, they would simply hop up to higher ground or go upstairs and sleep on my bed, places the ferrets couldn't reach. Jazz became my alarm clock. 
Every morning at the same time, without fail, he'd meow for his food. If I didn't respond immediately, he would come upstairs and hop up on my bed and walk across the pillows, which also meant walking across my forehead, until I woke up. He would then lead me to the pantry where the cans of food were, making sure I was following him, and then show me where the plate was where I was to place his food. In this respect, Tigger was a little more laid back and would run up to the plate and eat his food, but he never really meowed for it. Tigger was often curious about the outside. He'd sometimes stand by one of the doors and paw at it, or meow. I didn't want him to go outside, though, so I never really allowed him to just wander out. That didn't stop him from darting past me once or twice, though. Thankfully, he never ran off of the property, and I was able to get him back inside quickly. In fact, one time I put him on a leash and took him outside. He wasn't interested in going far. He worked his way out of the collar and ran back into the house. Jazz, on the other hand, who again lacked front claws, was happy to go out for a stroll on a leash. This seemed opposite to their personalities. In late fall of the year 2009, for my birthday, I went to a Humane Society cat adoption event at a local independent pet store. When I got there, they had an enclosed play area full of little black kittens, all of whom were about 10 weeks old. I had never had a kitten before. I interacted with them, but one kitten in particular took an interest in me. I picked him up and held him. His name was Anthony. I knew I had been chosen, and I took Anthony home that day. The name didn't quite fit him, though, and he didn't respond to it. So I chose a new name for him, Jetfire, or Jet for short. Jazz and Tigger immediately took to Jet. They started playing with him and showing him the ways of the feline. One of my first memories of the three of them together was from one of the first evenings where they were all sitting together at the patio door. Tigger on the left, Jazz on the right, and Jet in the middle, quietly and peacefully staring into the backyard two big kittens surrounding their new baby brother. There were times I would sit down and relax, and all three of them would climb up on my chest. That made it a little difficult to work on my laptop, but I didn't mind. Jet would let out his cute little meow and stretch his paws and fall asleep sandwiched between his two big brothers. As Jet grew, it was clear he had aspects of both Jazz and Tigger. He would come running to his food in the morning like Jazz, and love to play like Tigger. Even once he was fully grown, he'd jump up onto my chest and sleep just like he did when he was a little kitten. Sometimes it would be a more of a surprise to me, and I had to prepare myself for this big, handsome cat to pounce on my chest. Jet had grown larger than both Jazz and Tigger by a couple of pounds. That didn't stop him from becoming my parkour kitty, though. He'd do wall runs when going over the pet gate at the top of the stairs. He was literally bouncing off the walls when he hopped up into a perch. These three remained good friends for 11 years, sharing plates of food, snuggling up on me, sleeping on my bed, and sharing any of the many window perches around the house. They took care of each other and took care of their new brothers and sisters, including ferrets and cats and dogs. They looked after their human, too. They knew when I was sad such as when a ferret passed away, and comforted me. There was never a single fight. Jazz's favorite spot was on my right arm, 
He would lay down next to me, cross his paws on my right arm, then rest his head on his paws and purr away. He'd often fall asleep, and sometimes his purr would help me fall asleep too. Tigger preferred my left shoulder, though sometimes he'd lay on my stomach facing me. He didn't purr as much as Jazz, but he seemed content and would brush his head in my hands. In his younger years, Jet was somewhat indifferent to ferrets. He didn't bother them, but he was usually elsewhere in the house while they were playing. Tigger, on the other hand, became close friends with several ferrets. My ferret Piper would often sit next to Tigger when she was done playing, and he seemed to enjoy her company. One day in 2017, I brought home a young ferret named Xerxes. He was exploring his play area with his other ferret brothers and sisters during playtime. Tigger was relaxing on a large floor pillow. Xerxes excitedly ran up onto the pillow and did a flying leap square onto Tigger's back. I worried that this would spark backlash from Tigger. No ferret had ever done that before, but Tigger took it all in stride, and he and Xerxes were great friends from that moment on. In 2016, Jazz was diagnosed with chronic kidney disease. We immediately started him on supplements and fluids, and I did my best to keep on top of the disease, getting his kidney values checked twice a year. Thankfully, the disease progressed slowly, and at several points his blood tests showed that his kidney values were in range for a normal cat without kidney disease. We were able to keep the disease in check for more than five years. In the fall of 2020, Jazz and Tigger had their annual exams. They always went together. In fact, there wasn't a day in their lives that they were ever apart, even for a few hours. At his exam, Jazz was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism. He had started losing weight. He was still my loving and wonderful Jazz, though. He snuggled up with me every day. He still had his love of food and still showed me where the food was every day. Those of you who have had a cat with this condition might know about the I-131 treatment that can cure hyperthyroidism. I pursued it for Jazz, and he was scheduled to receive it in the spring of 2021. At the same exam in the fall of 2020, I noticed something was off with Tigger. He was drooling. The doctor gave him some medication and thought that that would take care of things. Unfortunately, a few weeks later, Tigger was still drooling. I reached down to scratch his chin and felt a big bump on his jaw. I took him back to the vet. It was then that I received scary news. It was possibly a tumor. I took Tigger to a specialist who could get an x-ray. I was hoping that if it was a tumor, we could easily treat it. At this point, Tigger was still a happy, active cat, and my only clue that anything was wrong was the drooling and the bump. The specialist had devastating news for me. It wasn't a bump. Tigger's jaw was broken. Worse, it was broken not from injury, but from a tumor. It appeared that Tigger had bone cancer. Worse, they saw a couple of small tumors in his lungs. The cancer had already metastasized. On top of that, they checked his blood, and he had kidney disease now as well. Given that, They told me he was not a candidate for surgery. They sent me home with pain medications for Tigger and told me those could keep him comfortable for a time, but that the cancer was going to win if his kidneys didn't fail first. If I was lucky, I'd maybe have another six months with him. 
I wish it could have been six months. Over the next several weeks, the cancer ate away at Tigger's jaw. His lower canine teeth fell out. His jaw was disintegrating. He could only eat soft foods, and even that was getting harder for him to do. On January 26, 2021, just a few weeks before his 18th birthday, Tigger let out a moan I had never heard. He tried to walk toward me and fell over. I tried to get food into him, but he wouldn't eat. I called his doctor and described what was happening and what I had done and begged for a magical solution that would get him eating again. Sadly, there was none. We had reached an end. I took the remainder of the day off from work to spend with Tigger and scheduled his final vet visit for that afternoon. At about 4 p.m. that afternoon, I took Tigger to his final vet visit. I took Jazz along with him. The two had never been apart, and I wanted Jazz to be there to say goodbye to his brother. At about 5 p.m., the vet gave Tigger two injections. After the second one, Tigger's heart stopped immediately. My little man was no longer in pain. Jazz and I went home heartbroken. I felt so lost. I didn't remember a time before Tigger was in my life. Jazz snuggled on my right arm, and we fell asleep. About a month later, I decided it was time to find a new feline brother or sister for Jazz and Jet. I didn't want to rush anything, and wasn't even sure how adoptions would work, given that the pandemic was still going on. I decided to look online to learn how adoptions were being handled, and what adoptable cats might be at my local cat rescues. I typed my search terms into my browser and pressed the enter key. Immediately, as if my key press was to send myself a message, my phone chimed to indicate a new text message. I looked at it. It was my local ferret shelter director asking if I might be interested in a kitten that was being brought to the ferret shelter along with a young ferret. I asked Tigger for permission, and he quickly gave it in his own way. I agreed to meet the kitten. I'll share the rest of that story in a separate episode. Going back to Jazz, he was scheduled for his I-131 hyperthyroidism cure in a few weeks. I had postponed it from its original date. The treatment called for Jazz to be hospitalized for anywhere from a couple of days to a couple of weeks, and given Tigger's diagnosis, I didn't want Jazz and Tigger to be separated when Tigger left us. Now that Tigger was gone, Getting Jazz the care he needed before the disease was able to do any damage to any of his other organs was a top priority. We needed to do one last pre-treatment blood test on Jazz. Unfortunately, after this test, the specialist who would be administering the treatment contacted me to express his objection to performing the treatment. Given the test results, he was concerned that the treatment would push Jazz into kidney failure, and he felt that the best option was to cancel the treatment and keep Jazz on medication. I reluctantly agreed, and Jazz's treatment was cancelled. Over the next several months, Jazz continued to lose weight despite a healthy appetite. By late October, he was too thin and was starting to show weakness. Where he would enthusiastically hop up to his food dish whenever he wanted, he was now failing to make the jump. I had just said goodbye to his canine brother Murphy and was not ready to say goodbye to Jazz. But nine days after Murphy's passing, 
Jazz gave me no choice. He was no longer eating properly, and his stomach was clearly not happy. I took him to the vet in hopes that it was an infection and could be addressed with medication. Sadly, the doctor called me to let me know that there was no more medication we could safely give Jazz. I asked several questions, making sure that we covered every possibility, and then arrived at the one conclusion I didn't want to arrive at. We had exhausted all possibilities, and the only option would be to help Jazz out of his failing body. That afternoon, with Jetfire by my side, I held Jazz in my arms. The doctor gave me a few minutes alone with Jazz to say goodbye. I sang Jazz a little song through my tears. It was a modified version of the song that Carol Burnett would sing at the end of every episode of her variety show. My lyrics were, I'm so glad we had this time together, just to play and laugh or take a walk. Seems we just got started, and before you know it, it's time we have to say so long. The doctor came in and gave Jazz the same two injections that Tigger received earlier that year. I held Jazz's lifeless body in my arms for as long as I could. My little man was out of pain. He was just weeks shy of his 19th birthday. Jetfire and I returned home. Jet is now my senior kitten. He just turned 12 years old a few months ago. He hasn't slowed down, though. He's still my big, goofy, loving furball who doesn't realize or care that he's all grown up. If he wants to hop on my chest like he did when he was a little kitten, he still does. I'm happy to say that he's generally healthy, and of course he gets regular exams to make sure he stays that way. He's also a big brother and is showing his new baby brother the ways of the feline. He's also a big brother to two female cats who have been with me for a number of years. I'll share their story on a separate episode. Jet is quite the talkative and playful cat, and a good big brother to his feline and ferret siblings, and a good little brother to his canine brothers and sisters, and I hope he remains happy and healthy for many years to come. Thank you for listening to Episode 2 of Talkin' Tales. If you'd like to share a story about a special pet, visit us at TalkinTalesPodcast.com, or reach out to us on Twitter at Talkin' Tales. That's T-A-L-K-I-N. T-A-I-L-S, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tales. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Tales. 